Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. There are about four stories here that I want to go over that have occurred this week, and there's a lot of interesting things happening, in particular with uh, teachers returning to schools and their thoughts on vaccinations and what impact the vaccinations are having on them physically, and then, of course, the pressures that they're having to endure in order to get vaccinated. And some of them aren't even hesitating and just pumping themselves with as many vaccinations as humanly possible. But this first story, uh, I'll get to that in a minute, but this first story, again, comes from the College Fix, and it's titled, LA Teachers Union Warns Members About Sharing Vacation Photos Due to Bad Optics. And this comes from the uh, College Fix staff. And again, this isn't necessarily a new phenomenon here. This is something I've covered uh, on a number of occasions. Individuals, again, leaving these tyrannical states and going on vacation and then taking photos of themselves and putting it on Facebook while everybody's, I don't know, locked up in their homes and wearing masks and whatever. So the teachers union here is caught on and is basically saying, stop taking photos of yourself or don't, don't go on a vacation, don't go on spring break, just avoid it altogether. So again, the teachers' union doesn't want the blowback, and that's essentially what they've just warned all their faculty members for. So it does say here, quote, in the private United Teachers of Los Angeles Facebook group, or UTLAFB group, members only, uh, Fox News reports its 5,700 members were treated to the message, quote, friendly reminder, if you're planning any trips for spring break, please keep that off of social media. It is hard to argue that it is unsafe for in-person instruction if parents in the public see vacation photos and international travel. So yeah, they're uh, essentially admitting that they're keeping schools closed for their own selfish reasons, and oh, by the way, don't make it look like you're having a good time in groups of people because, you know, hypocrisy and all. So they're being exposed from, from that standpoint, and it's, uh, it's certainly a good thing. The next thing, again, this, uh, this next story is something that I've mentioned before in the past, and it has to do, of course, with critical race theory and all this other nonsense, and how the individuals that push this sort of stuff just have to be satanic. They have to be. And I woke up this morning, and I, and I saw this story, and I thought, well, I mean, they're not even hiding it now. They're not even hiding the Satanism from, this, from K-12 curriculum. Uh, and so here's this story off the Gateway Pundit. It says, quote, the title is, quote, California's proposed ethnic studies curriculum urges students to chant to Aztec deity of human sacrifice and cannibalism, calls for counter-genocide against white Christians. Quote, Christian prayer in public school is prohibited, but now the Marxists in California are trying to force millions of students to chant to the Aztec gods of human sacrifice and cannibalism. California's proposed ethnic studies curriculum calls for the decolonization of American society and a counter-genocide against white Christians. The curriculum would also require students to chant to the Aztec gods of human sacrifice and cannibalism. Investigative reporter Chris Ruffo, there you go, obtained the proposed curriculum and broke it down. So again, I'm glad Chris Ruffo's on this. I'm glad people feel comfortable enough to bring this to his attention. But he's got to call these people out for what they are, and they are Satanists. And you've got to create laws to go after these people 
and to make sure that this kind of thing never makes its way into a school curriculum. Uh, but again, creating a committee to just discuss it, I don't think is, is the answer. So that's where the two of us sort of cross, cross ways and, and differ. Anyway, here's what it says. Uh, the first point is the solution, according to the curriculum's material, is to name, speak to, resist, and transform the hegemonic Eurocentric neocolonial condition, unquote, in a posture of transformational, resist, transformational rather, resistance. The ultimate goal, Quatin says, is to engineer a counter-genocide against whites. The curriculum includes an official ethnic studies community chant in which students appear to the Aztec gods, including the god of human sacrifice, for the power to become warriors of social justice. Students seek a revolutionary spirit through these incarnations. California Department of Education will vote on the statewide ethnic studies curriculum next week. This is absolutely nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So again, these people have to be made fun of. They're crazy. They're crazy. They can't read. They can't write. They don't care about their students reading or writing. Adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing is is not at the top of their list. They are interested in turning America into a third world country. And again, voting with your feet is the easiest thing to do. If this comes to a school near you, simple. You pull your child out of that school. There are a thousand other ways to educate a human being rather than subjecting them to Satanists and Satanism, which is, again, exactly what this is. So, there's that. This next one is just another example of how the entire lie is caving in on itself, 100%. And more and more studies are coming out describing, again, how everything that's happened here has been remarkably harmful over the last year. The isolation, the mask wearing, the distancing, the vaccinations, blah, blah, blah. It's all a giant control game, and we've known that for a very long time. But it's only alternative media that seems to be focusing and publishing uh, and promoting the truth here. So this comes from Summit News, and it's titled, Stanford Medical Professor, Lockdown's Worst Public Health Mistake in Last 100 Years. Lockdowns themselves impose great harm on people. So says Dr. Obvious, apparently. Quote, Stanford's doctor, J. There's no way I'm going to pronounce his last name, so it's not even, I'm not even going to try. Uh, told Newsweek that COVID 19 lockdowns are the single worst public health mistake in the last 100 years. The medical professor warned that lockdowns are disproportionately impacting the poor and making wealth inequality worse. Well, yes, yes, that's true. There are more problems, but yes. Uh, he continues, quote, he also explained how the areas that imposed the most d- draconian lockdowns didn't see the most success in controlling the virus. Quote, I stand behind my con- comment that the lockdowns are the single worst public health mistake in the last 100 years. We will be counting the catastrophic health and psychological harms imposed on nearly every poor person on the face of the earth for a generation, said the doctor. It's more than that. It has more to do with just wealth. 
This has impacted everybody. It's impacted countless individuals, regardless of wealth. Uh, he continues, states, quote, at the same time, they have not served to control the epidemic in the places where they have been most vigorously imposed. In the United States, they have, at best, protected the non-essential class from COVID while exposing the essential working class to the disease. The lockdowns are trickle-down epidemiology, he added. The professor, well, yeah, of course. And why do you think that is, Doc? I mean, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure this out, nor a medical doctor or a Stanford professor. It's, uh, it's the deep state, 100%. It's the new world order. That's exactly what this is. You destroy the middle class, and you take them out of the workforce. What happens to your entire economy? Come on, Doc. Not that tough. The professor suggested that policy should have been designed to protect the vulnerable and not used to put entire populations under de facto house arrest. Doc, again, that was the point. That was the whole point. Well, they should have taken care of people. The point was to not take care of them. Well, they should have, uh, you know, at least let them run their businesses. The point was to destroy their businesses. That was the point. And it worked. For many. He continues, quote, People who are older have a much higher risk from dying from COVID than people who are younger. And that's a really important fact because we know who is most vulnerable. It's the people that are older. So the first plank of the, of the Great Barrington Declaration, let's protect the vulnerable, he said. Quote, the other idea is the lockdowns themselves impose great harm on people. Lockdowns are not a natural, normal way to live. Did he get a medical degree from the School of Common Sense? These are some of the most common sense comments. I mean, a fifth grader could have made these comments. It's just nuts. I'm not even going to continue. He's just bringing up what we already know. I will continue. It's too much fun. Quote, the other idea. Oh, I already said that. Here we go. Uh, he's one of the co-authors of the Great Barrington Declaration, which has received over 13,000 signatures from medical and, and uh, public health scientists. The declaration states that, quote, lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health, citing worsening cardiovascular disease outcomes, fewer cancer screenings, and deteriorating mental health, leading to greater excess, excess mortality in years to come. A peer-reviewed study published in January by Stanford researchers found that mandatory lockdowns do not provide more benefits to stopping the spread of COVID-19 than voluntary measures such as social distancing. After analyzing the data, the researchers found no clear significant benefits, beneficial effect of more restrictive measures on case growth in any country. And then they ended by saying, we're not really doctors, we're children, and children could have come up with this. It doesn't take a peer-reviewed study to arrive at that conclusion. It really doesn't. Speaking of conclusions, here's the last thing I'm going to bring up. And this is something that everybody needs to pay attention to, I think, because this is going to get a whole lot worse. There was a post today on some of the old internet boards, and it says this. School canceled due to China flu vax side effects. And then it's a tweet that went out from the 
Caneland District Administration in Maple Park, Illinois. And this post is on my Gab account, but it reads like this, quote, Dear Caneland staff and families, as you know, the Caneland staff have the opportunity to receive their second dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine Tuesday through Thursday this week. The second dose is affecting many of our staff members with a variety of side effects. We have approximately 125 teachers and support staff members that have called in sick today. Unfortunately, there are not enough substitutes to cover the absences of our staff. Therefore, there will be no school today, Thursday, March 11, 2021, rather, for any Caneland student. This day will be considered an emergency day, and one makeup day will be added to the end of this school year. The last day of the 2020-2021 school year will be announced after spring break. Thank you for your understanding. Sincerely, Caneland District Administration. The teachers who are taking this vaccine are dropping like flies. They're dropping like flies. And if you've ever heard anybody who's taken these shots and gotten sick, they're out for more than one day, which means these teachers are going to be out tomorrow or today, I guess it would be, Friday. They're going to be out then. And then they may, oh, heaven forbid, actually die as a result of this. There's no doubt that it's killing people. There's absolutely no doubt about that. In fact, I saw another photograph today on Gab where the individual was bleeding internally from the inside to the outside of their body. And I'm unfamiliar with the name of the condition, but imagine giant blood bubbles forming on your hands. That's exactly what this older person's hands looked like after they had taken the, uh, the Moderna shot. I'm telling you what, the media isn't covering this either. They're not covering the ill side effects. And I had one person on Gab reply to me and they said, I feel terrible for these teachers. And I agree with that person. I feel terrible for them too. And then they said, well, what what can we do about it? And I replied, I'm not sure there is anything you can do about it. They're making their own mistakes here when they're doing this. They're not doing their own research. They're not critically thinking about anything. They're not paying attention. They're on their own in this regard. But I also did recommend that you can get an anonymous email account and you can email your local school districts or your local school boards or administrators and even some of the teachers if you're interested and warn them about this. But again, if you email the upper echelons of a school district, don't expect your email to make it down to teachers. It probably won't. It'll be quickly deleted because they don't want more panic. See, they were fine panicking everybody with something that hardly existed. But now that people are experiencing these adverse effects to these shots, they don't want to help them understand the truth and the, and the risks, the life-altering risks to taking these shots. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of lose-lose. Unless your email makes its way to logical teachers, specifically in some giant group email to just the teachers and all of the teachers, then I wouldn't expect your email being sent you know, to a superintendent or school-based administrators to make its way down to a school teacher. It probably won't. But again, if you include a lot of teachers in that email and you pass it around anonymously, um, you might have an impact, and who knows? You might actually save somebody's life. 
But this is just going to get a whole lot worse. And the mainstream media, again, is not going to cover this. They don't want to touch this one. This is a huge story. In fact, the tweet got deleted. And if you get on the uh, Caneland District's website, they've got a giant picture of a COVID virus, a nice CGI picture of some virus that they've decided to make up. And then they've got right at the very bottom a little banner that says, today is an emergency day. Don't worry, you know, if if you're a if you're a staff member or a coach and you can make it in today, please make it in and you know, blah blah blah, but yeah. The old emergency days. This is certainly an emergency. There's no doubt about that. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out americaneducationfm.com for more information. Take care and God bless.